Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. Mayo served our nation for over seven years before he was catastrophically injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. A little history and a lesson it can teach us about this Bud Light controversy. We're going to talk about schools, culture wars, trannies, a hilarious light in the mood. We have so much coming up tonight on I'm Right. Have you ever heard of the Servile Wars? The Servile Wars. There were three of them. Three Servile Wars. Oh, don't worry, we'll get to all the news of the day and Anheuser-Busch and the GOP being low-T. We got all kinds of stuff coming up tonight. Just bear with me, I'm going somewhere with this. So in Rome, as in most historical societies, they had slaves. Many, 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 many slaves. Lots of them. 
They kept beating up foreign armies when they fought, and when you lost a war back then, you, your wife, your kids, oftentimes taken into slavery. And Rome began to really expand its slave population, which if you are okay with slavery, which I hope you're not, but if you're okay with slavery, pretty good business if you're a rich guy in Rome. You got a bunch of unpaid laborers out there working your fields, doing whatever you want. But there's always, in any society that's heavy on slaves, there's always a safety concern. Because you are worried, understandably, that all these people you treat like crap, people you own as if they're cattle, what if they get upset? What if they all join together? There's a lot of them. Start fighting back. In Rome, they did. They had a servile war. Eventually, Rome beat them up. One. They had a second servile war. Eventually, Rome beat them up and won. Then along comes the third servile war. You maybe have seen a movie about it, or at least you've heard of it. Spartacus, you know who Spartacus was? He was a real person. He was a slave, a gladiator slave. The gladiators were slaves, mostly. So he's well-trained. Turns out the guy had a knack for military command. They think he may have been a military commander prior to being captured and being made a slave. Either way, he starts kicking these Romans around. Pretty good. Winning some battles, doing some things he shouldn't be able to do. But eventually, Rome, they get Pompey Magnus, they get Crassus, they get a bunch of generals together, and they figure out a way to put down this slave rebellion. The third servile war is over. But Rome, Rome understood something at this point in time. Okay, we have all these slaves. We're not giving up our slaves, but these people keep rebelling. Every so often now, they keep rebelling. How are we going to stop this? What are we going to do to make sure there's no servile war part four? Let's just make sure it stops at three. Huh? What are we going to do? So here's what they did. Have you ever heard of the Appian Way? All you need to know is there's Rome, the city of Rome, and then there's Capua, another major city in Rome. Consider them the two major cities in the Roman Empire. All right? And from Rome to Capua, there's a superhighway. Think about the superhighway near where you live, the main thoroughfare where everyone drives. That's called the Appian Way, 130 miles between Rome and Capua. At the end of the Third Servile War, the Romans had 6,000 of the slave rebels captive. And what they chose to do was crucify each one of those slaves along the Appian Way. So every so often, I mean, think about that, 6,000 people, it's only 130 miles. That's a whole lot of crucifixion. Think what you'd think going up and down the Appian Way as people lay there. Remember, it takes days to die when you're crucified. Days of suffering, misery, groaning, crying. Think what that sounded like. Think what that looked like. 6,000 crucifixions. And there was never a fourth survival war. Message received, right? This is an ugly story. It's a true story. It's an ugly story. But there's a great lesson in there. And lessons are important, are they not? Because the low TGOP has never understood things like lessons. They certainly don't understand things like history. They're too afraid of everything. The media, themselves, winning at something. Just a quick recap on last week. Don't worry, we're not going to go over the whole thing. Anheuser-Busch, biggest beer place out there, 
they'd hire some wingnut nutball as their vice president of marketing. Of course, like every other corporation who brings in the psycho communist liberal white woman, she immediately starts tearing apart the company and finds some tranny, Dylan Mulvaney, some dude pretending he's a chick, and they slap his face on some Bud Light cans. You, you remember all this. Well, what happened after that? What happened was, unlike anything really I think I've seen, I've seen the right get angry before, I've seen the normal people and the right get angry together before, but I don't think I've ever seen normal people and the right get angry and punish somebody. I'm not friends with political people. I don't hang out with political people here in Texas. I hang out with normal people. All of my neighbors, they were all talking about what Bud Light did. I'll never buy it again. I'm done with Bud Light. Screw Bud Light. No, I'm not drinking that beer. This is something that ticked off the masses. This is something that got legs. Finally, this endless tranny activism, finally they'd pushed too far. And they pushed in a way that gave people an easy way to fight back. So there's plenty of beer options, right? I have to buy Bud Light, buy whatever I want. You buy whatever beer you want. So people said, no. I had friends of mine, neighbors, they practically had a Bud Light party just to get rid of all the Bud Light they had. They, we gotta get it out of the house, never buying it again. And what was the result of all that? Five billion dollars lost in market share by Anheuser-Busch. And unlike other right-wing protests, this one wasn't stopping. Normally the right gets bored after about 15 minutes. They're not bored, they're winning. They're winning so badly that Anheuser-Busch did something unbelievable. They put out a statement, now it wasn't an apology, they wanted you to think it was an apology, but it was this long rambling statement by their CEO talking about how uh, we love the, the military and, and first responders in America, and we didn't want to divide. So of course they didn't apologize because then the tranny mob would have came for them, but you all know what that was. That was a week of dead silence, and then they put out that statement, these people are panicking, panicking. And so now we on the right, We've had no cultural wins, none. You haven't, I haven't. I know there's been good legislation passed and, and we're, we're doing things like Roe versus Wade, but I'm talking about actually moving the cultural needle back our way. So we're starved for this. We've never actually dug in our heels and said, no, no more. This is where it stops. And now we have this gigantic corporation on their heels, practically on their knees, begging for mercy. And now we have our chance to make an example of Anheuser-Busch, to leave them like a dead carcass on the side of the road, to leave them crucified along the Appian Way. And keep in mind, maybe this talk makes you uncomfortable. It's critically important that the rest of corporate America realizes we are done being waterboarded with the rainbow colors. We're done with it. We must punish them so the next corporation, when they have a board meeting and crazy liberal white woman walks in and says, we need to tranny up the cookies, they say, no, you're fired. We're not going through what Anheuser-Busch went through. Sit down and shut up, liberal white woman. That's what we needed. But, you know, the low T GOP, they are what they are. You see, they're staring at a win. They certainly could never deliver a win. They couldn't risk delivering a win for you or me. So what do we get? Daily Beast. GOP quietly backs off attacking Bud Light because a major donor is running things over there. 
In fact, the National Republican Congressional Committee put out and then swiftly deleted a direct attack on Bud Light, whose parent company donated nearly 500,000 to its candidates in the most recent election cycle. You see, you were on the verge of maybe achieving a cultural win that would finally give us some relief from this endless corporate liberal activism that we have to endure now today. Endless. You can't go anywhere. You can't buy anything now without being barraged by the endless rainbow waves. And finally, we were almost ready to make an example of this gigantic corporation. And the low TGOP looks at its campaign donations and says, Oh, uh, guys, uh, uh, no, what if, we, what if we lose campaign money, guys? Oh, my gosh, stop. This is why I don't call myself a Republican. This is why I am an anti-communist, and this is why we must purge most of these Republicans from local, state, and federal office, because we simply can't win with these people. They're not trying to win. The tranny debate is in some obscure cultural war that doesn't matter. It's a critical step for them in destroying reality, in destroying young people, destroying families, getting people to admit that the sky is green, to say nothing of the horrible individual cases of these people who succumb to the tranny mob and what their life is like, what they go through. Have you seen this Chloe Cole talk? Have you seen this? Look at this girl. So I was put on puberty blockers only about half a year after I had a gender dysphoria diagnosis. And a month or so after that, I was put on testosterone. Um, and this is all the age of 13. So it was very quickly paced. And just two years later, um, after my sophomore year ended, was when I underwent a double mastectomy. It was the only surgery I had, but it was devastating. And the thing that really wow. pulled me out of it was uh, almost a year afterward when I was taking a psychology class, I was learning about things like parenting and child development. And I came to the realization that it might not be something, being a parent, being a mother might not be something that I'll be able to experience as an adult. And now that my breasts mm -hmm. are gone, I'll never have that special experience of breastfeeding and bonding with my children. Hey, hey, wish she'd pipe down. GOP has campaign donations to worry about. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. I'm going to talk to someone who knows a little something about this stuff here in just a moment. Now, before we get to that, let's get to this. Let's get to, what do we do, right? As we look around and everything's kind of going nuts on us, what do we do? Well, the problem is you can't control it. I can't control it. We can't, we see all these problems and we're trying to do what we can to fight, but we're not in control of it. Make preparations. It makes you feel better. I practice with my weapon. It makes me feel better. I make sure my family is prepared for some very rough times to come. It makes me feel better. Do I need to play you all the video of all the food plants that have, for one reason or another, gone up in flames in this country? Do you have an emergency three-month food kit for everyone who lives in your home? If you don't, don't feel bad about yourself. It's normal. Most people don't, but you really need one. 
My Patriot Supply as emergency three-month food kits ready to go when they're $200 off right now. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Everyone who lives in your home needs three months worth of food. Buy it, stash it. Don't tell people about it, please. MyPatriotSupply.com. We'll be back. What's your message to parents if their daughter comes to them and says, uh, I feel like a boy or vice versa? It's not going to be easy, but you might have to go against the advice of, of your doctors. Because right now, most healthcare associations in the US are pushing transition as the only treatment for minors who present with gender dysphoria. Amazing. But the truth is that transitioning is never appropriate for kids. What is your message to eight-year-old Chloe or all the other eight-year-olds out there who felt the same way you felt years ago? What do you say to them? You are so much more than your body. Joining me now, someone who knows so much about this that he wrote a book about it called Gender Madness, Ali London. Ali, for the people who don't know your story, don't know who you are, what's your story? So I, like many young people today, struggled with a series of identity issues. Um, most of it actually stemmed from bullying. And, you know, I had issues with gender dysphoria and body dysmorphia as a teen. Um, and I was very basically severely impacted by that. So when I became an adult, I set out on this quest to try and alter myself completely beyond recognition. So I started undergoing um, surgery to try and give myself a confidence boost and make me feel happy. And I went down this very self-destructive path where I was just having surgery after surgery. I've had six nose surgeries, three eye surgeries, jaw surgery, and it wasn't enough. And everybody around me was telling me, it's because you're meant to be a woman, you're meant to be trans, this is why you're unhappy, Ollie. So, you know, I started listening to people around me. My TikTok algorithm was showing me so many happy trans people that had transitioned and they were living their lives. They were getting praise, they were getting love and validation. So, you know, I felt all those pressure and I thought, maybe these people are right. Maybe I am trapped in the wrong body. So that's when I started to change and I underwent uh, facial feminization surgery, which was basically changing the entire bone structure of my face. Um, my forehead bones, my jaw bones, my chin, everything um, to try and have a more feminine look. Ollie, while you, while you were going through all this and, and the, the bowling and the surgeries and the everything else, was there anyone in your life who stepped in, friends, family, who stepped in and tried to pull you the other direction? Did anyone, a doctor, did anyone step in and say, hey, uh, maybe this isn't for you, maybe this isn't the right way to go? Anybody? Yeah, so I actually had my family, every time I would do a surgery, they would try and stop me. They were very unhappy. And at the time, I was very headstrong because I had other people telling me, you need to be a woman, you need to be trans. So I was really, it was terrible, but I was really ignoring my family and I was ignoring those closest to me because I had these new friends and these new people that were saying, the reason you are struggling is because you're meant to be a woman. So, you know, I wish I would have listened to my family. They really did try to stop me. They wanted me to be happy with the way I was. Um, and, you know, I had all these outside influences, social media. I spent, you know, I was spending eight hours a day on TikTok, which made me feel pressured. And, um, you know, doctors go along with it because you're paying the doctors to do the procedures. So they don't care. They just go along with it. 
Good grief. TikTok. You brought up TikTok's algorithm and spending this time on TikTok. Explain what you're talking about. So TikTok um, has an AI algorithm. So it's very clever because it recognizes your preferences. It even kind of can see where your eyes are on the screen using the camera. So it's very kind of creepy. So it basically understands what insecurities you have, what you're thinking about. So let's say you're a teenager, 13 year old teenager. You may question your gender. You might watch a video of somebody talking about transition. If you watch the entire video for 30 seconds, TikTok remembers that. They will start to slowly feed you more and more videos like that. So then over time, you see the same videos again and again. Change your gender. This is what you need to do. Go get hormones. Go get gender reassignment surgery. Um, and then it just keeps pushing this pressure and pressure and pressure because TikTok's job, they just want to keep you on the app. They want to sell advertising space. They just want to keep your attention on the app. So if they can see that you're getting hooked and transfixed on these gender ideology videos, they're going to continue to feed you more and more. Why detransition? What what turned you around? So I'd really reached breaking point. So I'd done a lot of surgeries. I'd struggled with identity for over a decade. And I still wasn't satisfied, so I had a choice uh, presented to me. I could continue going down this very self-destructive path where I was losing um, my family members. They were so unhappy with what I was doing, or I could wake up. Um, so I chose to wake up, and I actually started going to church. I started finding um, you know, solace in uh, reading the Bible and speaking with people of the Christian community because I needed something positive. I needed something drastically different, and I wasn't going to church before I'd been atheist most of my life. Um, and my teenage years and I needed a change and I thought you know what that will help me give me some peace of mind let me reflect on my actions let me realize there's a broader problem going on here this is more than me just struggling with my identity this is millions of young people that are being told this is perfectly normal and this is perfectly okay so that was really the point when I realized look I need to uh, find myself I need to find the real me but I also need to try and be a beacon of light to help the millions of young people that are now being indoctrinated to change their gender who is behind all this? Why are people after young people? Why young people? If it would just stay with adults, I don't think there would have been much pushback at all, but they really are after young people through TikTok and other social media apps. Who's doing this? Who's behind this? Well, there's a variety of people behind this. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. So there's over 100 pediatric clinics across the US, um, which posted record profits in 2022, over $2.2 billion. Oh. So you have the gender clinics have a vested interest because they want to get more and more teens through the door because they make a lot of money from that. Big Pharma, uh, these people will be lifelong customers. They need testosterone for life or estrogen treatments for life. And also these harmful hormones they also create other health conditions. Uh, it can lead to diabetes, bone density issues, bone cancers, uh, increased rate of heart attack. So these kids are gonna be lifelong customers for Big Pharma. So you know, Big Pharma sets the game from this. We also have um, LGBT lobby groups like the Human Rights Campaign who are very, very powerful and influential. They are going around to um, schools and hospitals and, and brands, um, you know, pushing them to become more woke and pushing them to push gender ideology onto younger and younger audiences. Um, and it's really harmful. And then, of course, you have the Biden administration who have basically Rachel Levine is in charge of this, pushing this. Rachel Levine is transgender. They want to normalize this. They want to push this. So it's a variety of people that are in power that are making money from this and lobby groups that are pushing this. And again, nobody would have really had an issue if they would have left the kids alone. Everybody would like, you know what, as long as you're living your life, leave women alone, leave kids alone, it's absolutely fine. But 
that's the real problem is now that they're targeting kids. Ollie, I applaud you, your bravery. Welcome to the light. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Thanks. All right. You know what? I'm not done yet. I have so much more to say. We'll get to that in a moment. I will say this, though. You know what's crazy? You look back on uh, things you've done and regrets you have in life. I regret what I fed my dog my whole life. We always had dogs. We always had Airedales, or then we had labs, black labs, then we went to yellow labs, but we always loved our dogs, right? Always exercised and feed them, and we'd go get the good dog food, as good as we could afford. But what I didn't know until later on in life is there's not really good dog food. It's all dead. Dog food is dead. That's why it lasts so long on the shelf. They purposely kill everything in it. There's, you're not giving your dog any nutrition. There's a good chance your dog has never had nutrition. Isn't that crazy? My dog's never had nutrition. My dog does now, though. Fred, we pour rough greens on his food. We didn't change his food. Give him the dog food. He likes it. It's a nutritional supplement. All natural. Digestive enzymes. Vitamins. Minerals. Probiotics. You have a lethargic dog or a hyperactive dog. Dog having a coat that's getting dull. Joints hurting. Think the difference you'd see in a dog if it got nutrients for the first time ever. They're so confident you will see a difference. They're giving out free Jumpstart trial bags. Free. All you have to do is go to roughgreens.com slash jesse. You pay for the shipping. It's a free bag. Try it. Roughgreens.com slash jesse. We'll be back. Let's have a talk about abortion. That's always fun, isn't it? Everyone loves that. I bring it up at parties all the time. You guys want to talk about abortion? <laughs> Serious. Seriously, let's have a discussion about it. Because there are two different camps on the right right now in this country. One, there's the hardcore pro-life camp that would probably be me, if we're being honest about this, that believes in life. It's a God-breathed life. Man should not kill. It should be protected and preserved at all costs. And then there's the other camp, and it's not that they're anti-life, but the other camp, there's this way of thinking that, hey, we can't be pro-life. Hey, man, if we're pro-life, we're going to lose elections. Can't talk about this issue. America is very pro-abortion. We can't talk about this issue. Well, let me explain something. That's incorrect to a point, and this is what I mean. I want everybody to be pro-life because I am. But you believe whatever you believe. But I want everyone to understand we can discuss these issues. We should discuss these issues. We may just have to adjust how we discuss these issues. Does every Republican out there running for Congress or Senate or President need to talk about abortion the way I talk about abortion? No, probably not. I don't need your votes. I'm not running for office ever again. I already did that twice and lost twice, but I, I, I'll just give it to you right between the eyes. That doesn't mean you have to do that when you're running to be a senator. We can have it both ways. We can be extremely pro-life. We can gain ground everywhere we go on pro-life issues. We can speak about it. We just have to adjust how we speak about it. But one thing we definitely cannot do under any circumstances, we cannot do the Nancy Mace routine and just talk like Democrats about the issue. 
We need to find a middle ground on this issue, and I have a great pro-life voting record, but some of the stances we've taken, especially when it comes to rape and incest, protecting the life of the mother, it's so extreme. The middle, the independent voters, right of center, left of center, they cannot support us. Middle ground, okay? Maybe you're sitting there right now and you say, that's appealing. Jesse, I like middle ground, that sounds good, okay? Middle ground. All right. Um, let's go to a recent vote in the United States Senate. In a recent vote in the United States Senate, every single Democrat, every single one, voted there should be abortion all nine months of the pregnancy. So that fully formed baby that's getting ready to pop on out of mom Every single Democrat voted that that baby should be killed on demand. Every single one. What middle ground do you think you should have with that person? I would love, I would love someone to elaborate for me what the middle ground is I should have with that person. No, I don't think I will. And now people are yelling, oh man, Nancy Mace sucks. We should get rid of man Nancy Mace. Let's primary Nancy Mace. Okay, I agree, we should. Nancy Mace just had an election, just had a primary. Katie Arrington was her name, backed by Trump. Nancy Mace went out and won that primary, 53 to 45. So again, we look at the low TGOP and we get mad, you suck, get out, rhino. But we don't do anything about it. You voted for this, not you personally, but we need to start, continue our you voted for this campaign. Doesn't just apply to Democrats, it applies to us too in these primaries. You voted for this. Show up in your primary, vote these losers out of office in your primary. If not, stop complaining. But you voted for this isn't just for you and me. You voted for this also applies to Democrats in big cities. You see, we talked about it before. We're going to bring this up often because it's one of the great modern examples of you voted for this. What's happening in Chicago? Chicago has been ravaged by crime, ravaged by crime for years now. And they were so ravaged by crime, they ran to the polls and they got rid of Lori Lightfoot. You suck, Lori! And then the worst neighborhoods, the neighborhoods with the most crime in Chicago, ran to the polls and voted for this insane open jail nut job, Brandon Johnson, who's going to take Chicago from being a bad place to being a living freaking hell. And I'm supposed to look at all these videos of the rioting in Chicago and rioting in the, in the loop and uh, assaults and murders. And I'm supposed to look at all these videos. And I know I'm deep down supposed to feel some sort of sympathy. Oh, there's poor people in Chicago. I'm sorry, I don't anymore. I don't. I don't feel any sympathy at all. You voted for this. Time and time and time again, you voted for this. Oh, Jesse, they don't know any better. Really? Everyone has a cell phone. Everyone today. Rich people, poor people, people on welfare have cell phones hooked up to the internet. There's a couple clicks of a button. I can go look here in Texas. I can go look and find out everything I need to know about the candidates running for office in Chicago. So if you don't care enough to pick up your phone and do a little research and vote differently, why am I supposed to care when your neighborhood turns into hell?
I don't care anymore. You voted for this. I don't care. By the way, I don't care that they're losing Walmart, too. These communities are a disaster. They won't stop looting Walmarts and other big businesses, by the way. And so these businesses, they can't afford losses like this. You just pack it up and leave. And then you run to the camera and you point fingers everywhere except for the mirror. And Walmart, you should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. You are the reason that our communities lack the investment that they have. We should not have to go out of our communities to find jobs. We should not have to go out of our communities to get medicine. We should not go out of our communities to be able to shop. We should be able to do all of this in our communities. Right here. We deserve. We deserve. We deserve. To be able to shop. Yes, sir. Work. Yes. Play. Yes. In our own communities. In agreement. You deserve exactly what you're getting now. All right. We're not done yet. We're not near done yet. You deserve clean air. Now, I can't do anything about the air outside. I live in Houston, so there's always a new weather advisory, air advisory. Congratulations, you're drinking poison. What are you going to do? But you can have clean air in your home, in your office. Eden Pure Thunderstorm is the way. It's not some normal air purifier. Some tall tower sits on the ground. It's just this little black box. When you unpack it, you're going to think I'm joking. It's this little black box that goes right in the outlet in the wall. It doesn't even hardly make any noise. Go plug one in and leave. Come back to that room in an hour. Tell me what you smell. You can taste the air. It's so clean. They have three packs. $200 off. But you have to go to EdenPureDeals.com. Code JESSE gets you $200 off a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com. Code JESSE. We'll be back. We've got a crisis when it comes to roadway fatalities in America. We lose about 40,000 people every year. It's a level that's comparable to gun violence. And we see a lot of racial disparities, black and brown Americans, tribal citizens, and rural residents much more likely to lose their lives, whether it's in a car or as a pedestrian being hit by a car. There are a lot of reasons uh, related to discrimination, related to uh, even the ways that roads are designed and built. Who has access to uh, a safe street design that's got crosswalks and good lighting? Who doesn't have that access? That can drive disparities, and we have a a responsibility to act on that. I can't. I'm sorry. Joining me now, my friends, Brandon Morse, Red, uh, Deputy Managing Editor at Red State, and Jeff Charles, a contributor at Red State. First of all, Jeff, thank God you were able to make it today. We gave you 50-50 whether or not you were going to die in a traffic accident on the way over here. I'm proud to have you with us, brother. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. and glad that I made it, too. I was driving six hours yesterday, and I made it. Every day we pray for Jeff. At Red State, every day. You know what, Brandon, let's ask you, do you think Democrats, uh, set aside some morons somewhere, do you think Democrats as a whole see things like that? And do you think they believe it? Do you think that appeals to them? Or are they just like us, kind of rolling their eyes, saying, what is this idiocy, yet they vote for it anyway? Is that appealing to people? 
I, you know what's I was even just thinking that while watching that now I was like I, I can't tell anymore if this is the Democrats trying to keep the idea that everything is racist in the minds of Americans or if at this point in time they truly believe it themselves every single little thing is racist um, you know the idea that you know just because it's a black neighborhood means that you know uh, there has to be some sort of disparity and it's somehow the fault of an American system that is against black people is so ridiculous but, you know, I mean, they have to push that because the more that they can push that, the more that they can create victims and the more that they can create victims, the more that they can create loyal voters. That's really what this boils down to. And it's kind of it's just ridiculous at this point in time. It's getting to a point where it's silly. Jeff, why do they have to push that? Because that's not what the Democratic Party used to be. And I'm not saying I've ever been a Democrat, but they were just more of a blue collar worker union type party. And they've transition pardon the pun they've transitioned into what they are today and I, I don't understand why well going off the transition theme it's because their pronouns are now commie that's what's going on here so my <laughs> thing is when it comes to progressives they will always take something that might have like a modicum of truth to it and then take it out to outer space i mean in the, in the past, the way infrastructure was set up like in cities like New York City, it was meant to discriminate against black people. However, fast forward to now, and you're saying that uh, that that highway fatalities disproportionately affect uh, uh, black people because of discrimination, it makes absolutely no sense. And if you look at that clip, Buttigieg, does, Buttigieg doesn't really explain why that is. He just chalks it up to racism because that's the st that is the fair that they have to put out there. That that's all they know, and it's a way for them to virtue signal like they really care about black people. But we know they really don't. I mean, who runs those cities where the infrastructure is faulty? We know who. It's Democrats. So this is just more virtue signaling. It's par for the course, and that that it is what it is. It is fascinating how cities historically have actually chosen a group of people to dump on. I remember looking at a map of Prague one time. And where they used to keep the Jews when the Jews were very much on the outs and they stuffed them all down by the river so the Jews would flood out every time the river rose and everyone else did it. By the way, before we go back to Brandon, explain a little bit about that history because it is true of what they used to do. Yeah, so basically, I mean, they've, they've done things like use eminent domain to run highways through black neighborhoods, specifically to make it harder for them to, to make it into cities, things like that. They, they, they break down the, the housing. In, in New York City, they had it to where bus lines couldn't go through certain areas, making it harder for black people to access those areas to kind of uphold another form of segregation, de facto segregation. So th those are just a couple of the ways that, they, that they've done this in the past. Now, I haven't seen any uh, compelling examples from today that seems specifically designed to discriminate, but it like Buttigieg is talking about fixing that, which I don't know how he's going to fix that when he's when he's <laughs> so busy doing stuff with with his with his uh, maternity award or paternity award. I don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, stop, all right, Brandon. Uh, meet in the middle sounds nice, right? You hear people talk about it all the time. Let's heal the divide. Now, you guys are both well aware of my thoughts on that, but. What are your thoughts? Because I don't view there as being any middle to meet in. There's not common ground. As individuals, sure, you and your Democrat neighbor, of course. As a nation, there's no middle to meet in, right? I mean, no, there's not. We've become so polar opposite. Well, according to the media, we have been. Um, if you were to go outside yeah. right now and, and go talk to your neighbor, you know, who might be a Democrat, 
you might find that he is not as against you as they try to make out in the media. Um, I think that there has been a serious problem with the internet culture happening because it's made us more comfortable with sending insults and facts, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, lies <clears throat> and and more toward each other without having to worry about comeuppance or being discovered. Um, this has driven people into their corners. So yeah, you're going to have a lot of people online who don't ever, ever, ever want to meet in the middle. But my eternal optimism um, tells me that, you know, when it comes from neighbor to neighbor, yeah, there's still a chance. If you get away from the internet, which isn't real life, Twitter isn't real life, Facebook isn't real life, if you can get away from all of that and sit down with people face to face, you'd find that you could actually have a conversation with many people that you think that you can't online. Um, a lot of my friends from the LGBT community, I can talk to because, you know, face to face, we can see each other's uh, faces, the way that we uh, emote, the way that we have, you know, our friendly tone and stuff like that. And we can actually find stuff that we agree on. And even if we disagree, we disagree with respect, which is great, but you can't do that online. So I think that there is this idea that we can't get along anymore, but it is a lie that is being pushed online. It's a lie that the politicians would love for you to believe and the activist community and the media of all people would love for you to believe. But I don't think it's true. Yeah. I got friends in the Air Force, too. Jeff, that's enough of Brandon's <laughs> optimism. Give me some pessimism. I want some pessimism out of you. We're just totally screwed, aren't we? Uh, in, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I mean, I do agree that among regular people, the division isn't the same as what it is on social media. So if you live on social media like I do, then you might be tempted to think that we are <laughs> very much divided. But I will say that it doesn't mean that there's no division. I think that the elites in the government, in, in the activist media, has pitted us against each other. And what's happened is that if, you know, people on the left and right, we have political disagreements. And I'm talking about sane people on the left and on the right. We have political disagreements on how to do things. Certain ways we may not like each other. But the reality is that the dear Democratic neighbor is not your enemy. And your Republican neighbor is not your enemy. It's the elites, it's the government that are the enemy of us all, uh, infringing mm -hmm. on our liberties and, and encroaching on our rights. And once we realize that, Jesse, that is when things will get better. When we realize that it's the government against all the rest of us, then we'll actually start to make progress and maybe see some of these divisions heal. Yes, anti-government. That's you just always sign me up for anti-government. All right, really quickly before we go. I went, I took the family to Mario. I never, I don't go to the movies anymore, even though I love the movies. I'm just so tired of getting preached at. It was just fun. The, the theater clapped when it was over. I laughed like a big moron. It was just fun. No lectures, no tripping, just a blast. Brandon, is Hollywood starting to maybe get it a little? I think that certain studios are, are starting to get it. But, I mean, you have to understand that Illumination wanted to make this a little bit more woke before Nintendo a Japanese company stepped in and said, no, we're not doing that. Keep this true to form. And they did. Uh, so I think that what this might teach studios is that the there is no room for woke in America. Parents aren't going to take their kids to movies that feature LGBT nonsense and, you know, trying to hit them with all sorts of leftist radical messaging. They're not going to take them there. I mean, you know, Lightyear bombed uh, that other movie that Disney released that had the gay son. I can't even remember what it's called. All right. But it bombed. All right. You have Marvel movies just being open to indifference. No one cares anymore because it's all messaging. But Mario, Mario, I have to say, 
It's a decent movie. It's not the best one I've ever seen, but it's pretty good. But you know what really makes it? Has no messaging. It's just a fun ride. It's just a fun ride. So parents yeah. take them, and guess what? That means money. If they can learn that without the messaging, you make the money, we might actually see that golden age, that second golden age come around. It is sad about the Marvel movies. I love those superhero movies. And then they turn Black Panther into a woman. All right, Brandon, Jeff, appreciate you both. Take it easy. Thank you. Now, we're not done yet. You know what Black Panther needed? Chalk. You see, the problem was low T. Low testosterone affects everyone, apparently even Black Panther, even though he died and that doesn't quite make sense, but still, low T. Marvel's low T. That's why you turn Black Panther into a woman. That's why you turn Hulk into a big wuss. That's why Thor got fat. All of them needed a male vitality stack from Chalk. 20% increase in 90 days to your testosterone with natural herbal supplements or a female vitality stack for the ladies out there. You want to feel better, energy, ready to roll naturally, no more big pharma? Go to choq.com. Promo code JESSE gets you 35% off subscriptions. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. And there's this bizarre internet world out there. You've heard of Google Street View, right? It's really creepy, but Google gets these cars, and they attach these cameras to these cars, and they drive all the roads. Uh, I mean, all the roads. And you can virtually anywhere. You can pull it right up on your phone, pull up an address, and beep, beep, beep. That's probably the sound it makes. It zooms in, and you can see a street view, like, like you're sitting there. In this bizarre internet era we live in, people apparently spend a lot of time on Google Street View catching up various crazy things Google Street View has caught on camera. I have never seen one like the one I'm about to show you. Before I get to that, let me get to this really quickly, though. Hey, before we get to lighten the mood, let's talk about something serious. You work hard for your money. You've worked very hard. You've invested. You have a 401k, IRA and now you're watching it get slaughtered, and it's going to get really slaughtered the rest of this year. What do you do? You can't control the Fed, you can't control interest rates, you get, what do you do? Get some gold or silver woven into your 401k and IRA. This is a portfolio protection plan so you don't have your retirement wiped out. While you're at it, get Oxford Gold to, to mail gold and silver coins to your front door. They do it anonymously, keep it anonymous, but the, you know no matter what, you have something hard in your hands that will allow you to purchase gold or purchase services or goods no matter what happens in the world. And if you don't use it, maybe your kids will, but it's security, man. 833-995-GOLD, it's who I use. I sent my own dad there. I, I love Oxford Gold. 833-995-GOLD, all right? All right. Google Street View caught... Uh, Little accident on a bicycle.
Passeio do mal. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans. Heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes. Our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time if you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information.